The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 30th of July, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And I got a great show lined up for you, as I normally do. Yes, indeed. In just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with a man named Michael Riggs. Now, if you're not familiar with him, well, all you got to do is look towards none other than Rob Zombie. Yes, he's Rob Zombie's former guitar player and uh, yes i'm uh, you're going to hear a conversation that i had with him in the second hour i will be joined by my good buddy mike miller going to be talking about some current events especially the uh, gun control measures being taken and in the third hour of course we got the icon stephen james with the steve solution before i get to any of that i want to cue the first song of the show and uh, this is not easy for me to pronounce, but uh, this is uh, Riggs's band. It's called Scum of the Earth. The song is called Ziggurats of Mesopotamia. <laughs> like I said, it's tough for me to pronounce. Oh, Mesopotamia. I think that's how how you uh, properly pronounce it. And with that said, we'll be right back with the interview with Riggs right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. The Miracle Yeah. 
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. I think they should change the name of the crime from possession of marijuana to joint custody. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please take a number and have a seat. Freedom of speech Which means no one, no one, no one can stop you. Stop you. Can stop you from expressing your thoughts, sharing your feelings, speaking your mind. I can say whatever I want, whatever I feel, whatever needs to be said. That's what freedom of speech means to me. To me. To me. To, to us. us. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, the Cormac Foundation, and this station. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. 
I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Ziggurats of Mesopotamia. I hope, hopefully, I didn't uh, butcher that, and uh, it is my pleasure to welcome uh, Scum of the Earth frontman Riggs to the show. Riggs, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. So, uh, you've done you've done quite a bit uh, over the last I'm going to say uh, 30 plus years. Um, used to work with uh, Rob Zombie, <laughs> obviously by the sound of your music, uh, anybody can figure that out. Um, but uh, for those who are not familiar with you, want to uh, give a brief description, tell the listeners a bit about Riggs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not not much to say, really. I guess. Just, uh, I mean, I started out as a teenager in a band called Screw. You know, I did two two albums with them. Toured with Prong for a year or so on the Root Awakening album, just doing live guitar. Then did the Rob Zombie thing from the Hellbilly Deluxe. The Sinister Urge up to, I don't know, I think it's like 2004. And then started the Scum of the Earth in 2004. And then here we are. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, how did, how did it come to be that uh, you got to start working with Rob Zombie? From what I understand, of course, uh, he decided to go solo from White Zombie. And then uh, that's uh, just before uh, Hellbelly Deluxe. And that's when you started working with him. Yes, I believe that the Hell, Hellbilly Deluxe is going to be a side project, and it just ended up doing better than White Zombie. Uh, that says a lot because uh, I remember White Zombie doing very well, especially uh, when they first started, and uh, I remember there was there was stuff I couldn't stop listening to for a while, especially. Uh, Songs like uh, Thunder Kiss 65 and uh, Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember when that uh, when that first came out. I, I honestly couldn't stop listening to it. And um, so so did did you prior to did you know Rob prior to uh, Hellbilly Deluxe at all or uh, work with him at all prior to that? No, we never worked together, but uh, when I was doing the live guitars in Prong, Prong was managed by the same management company that managed White Zombie and Pantera, so everybody just knew each other from that. And then whenever Rob was in the studio starting that Hellbilly Deluxe, I believe it was Danny Loner and, and Charlie Clouser, the two of the guys from Nine Inch Nels, uh, suggested me to Rob, you know, told him I wasn't doing anything, and and Rob just called me up to see if I wanted to come out and work on some songs, and yeah, and then nobody knew where it was going to go from that point. And uh, the success, of course, of uh, Hellbelly Deluxe. I mean, uh, did that take you by surprise? Uh, did you expect that kind of success, or? Uh... 
or uh, did you know it was going to come? Do you think? No, we we had no idea. I mean, back then, you know the you know the dominating music at that time was like rap and you know heavy metal rap, <laughs> and it was the people that heard that to help the lugs. The songs on there didn't really like them, and you know I don't remember exactly what was going on but I believe they were going to do a tour in like clubs you know just small clubs and then whenever Dragula came out on the radio it like blew up and then they kept upping the venue sizes to you know bigger and bigger venues and when we started the tour we really played I think three songs off of Hellbilly Deluxe and the rest of them were White Zombie songs and people were reacting more to the Hellbilly Deluxe songs than the White Zombie songs and Rob was like man this is like totally different crowd than was coming to the White Zombie shows so it just attracted a different a completely different audience interesting and then we had to like scramble and do more Hellbilly Deluxe songs and you know jam on those and sound checks and stuff and slowly replace the white zombie songs with the hellbilly deluxe songs gotcha gotcha so so basically um the, the bigger adjustment obviously had to come for him but uh for you being a new band member to i obviously it uh you know you you had recorded the cd with him so you were already familiar with it and the 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 um the transition uh, obviously was had to have been pretty smooth for you. Yeah, there's nothing to it for me. I mean, it seemed like him also. Like it didn't didn't seem to affect him at all. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> now, um, you know, look back on the road. So, yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, look. Looking at uh, both of you, also, I mean, your styles obviously very, very similar, and all that. Uh, still, um, pri prior to working with him, uh, were you also uh, influenced by uh, some of the, some of the older uh, horror genre movies and things like that? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the old hard, the old sci-fi. <laughs> what would you say are some of your absolute favorites? Of the horror movies? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it just kind of changes over the years, but, you know, the, you know, like the 80s, you know, I'd say it'd be like, you know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Evil Dead, Motel Hell, you know, stuff like that. And then you fast forward to more recent times, and I really like the Insidious, and conjuring that guy James, I can't remember his name something Juan James Juan Joseph Juan James Juan mm. James Juan you know his horror movies I thought are really good but yeah you can't beat Evil Dead Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, when that movie came out I didn't know what to think of it and, and still to this day, I look back at it and I still don't know what to think of it. I mean, uh, obviously it's got its comedy twist, but it's got those moments too that if you're not expecting something, it, it can fucking scare you. 
Um, but uh, it seems like the horror genre has just has changed so much. Maybe some of it for for the better, some of it for the worst, if you ask me. Especially like vampires have taken a turn for the worst since Twilight came out. And, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, obviously zombies have gone up a notch. You uh, especially since The Walking Dead. Um, Zombies have always been my my personal favorite, though, especially since I first watched Night of the Living Dead when I was 13, and I was hooked on anything George Romero did after that. So, um, yeah, I have to say probably uh, yeah, George Romero is one of my favorites. You were going to say? I was going to say that's another of my favorites, that, that original Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Go go ahead. That one and uh, you know, like Phantasm. Now that one, that one right there. I haven't uh, I haven't heard that title in a long time. Almost forgot that it existed. Phantasm. Yeah, you re- had to remind me of that one. When I started thinking about it, I just started <laughs> start remembering a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yes. You know, and you go back way before that, in like the fifties and sixties, and you have cool stuff like, uh, you know, the brain that wouldn't die, and just uh, those sort of movies, creeping flesh, and of course, old episodes of the Twilight Zone. And what's oh, yeah. what, what's I the still watch those? <laughs> Absolutely. And what's the coincidence here, Riggs? That uh, here you and I are talking, and um, find out uh, oh a few years back you did your own cover of the Munsters theme, and here here comes Rob. He's he's going to take uh, his uh, kick at directing a comedy for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the what's the coincidence of that? But uh, overall, though, I have to ask you. I mean, after working with Rob as a musician and seeing what he's done as a uh, producer and director of uh, his own horror films, what do you think of the job he has done? I think he did a good job. I mean, I like him. I think, uh, you know, that uh, I I like the approach that uh, he took because um, he said if there's too much blood, it's not going to look real, so we we got to adjust this. And, damn, he... He knew what he was doing. He was a natural at it. So I was very impressed with him, you know, when he, when, uh, he decided to take you, uh, go into making movies as well. So, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. So, Yeah. Yeah, he's got his own style, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that... Uh, and the Munster song, you know, I... Re- oh, go ahead. That Munster song I recorded back in... I was saying that Munster song I recorded back in 2012 when I did the Devil Made Me Do It album and I couldn't get permission to use all the samples from the Munsters. So I tried and tried for years and years. You know, I even asked Butch Patrick about it and he didn't know who to talk to. And I don't know. It was just so eventually I just put it out as a streaming only on YouTube. Because I was trying to get it put on the Double Made Me Do It album, and then I was trying to release it as a single after that, and I tried to release it on the 50th 
year anniversary and then they just finally just put it out on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. God, to, uh, what a shame uh, if, if Rob could only use it for the movie there, too, and uh, get you a little extra credit there, huh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, of course, uh, one one thing I got to ask you is, uh, you know, because you've been in this business for, for a very long time, and, uh, you know, it's, it's like the, the Internet has changed this business, the, the music business, that is, of course, uh, some for the better, some for the worse, but I'd like to get your take on it, too. Um, before, if you wanted to get out and uh, if, if you wanted to be the quote-unquote rock star, you know, you have to go... Eat, you have to go out to Hollywood. Or you have to go out to New York or wh wherever, whatever suits you, you know, and uh, audition, cross your fingers that, uh, you know, you're possibly going to make it. You might have to do a few gigs here on, on the street for a couple of years or so. Now, you know, we got people who can uh, use things like Adobe Audition. They can record from wherever they're at, you know, and, and send in uh, demos and things like that. Um, Overall, as uh, we've gone from uh, analog to digital and the internet changing everything, what's your take on? Do you think it's changed for better or worse? I mean, I think the internet changed the whole world for the worst. <laughs> Forget about the music. The music and the movies aren't even, you know, that's the tip of the iceberg. Look at what social media has done to everybody. It's turned everybody into a bunch of freaking zombies. <laughs> oh, fuck. I <laughs> see people walking across the street with their head buried in their phone, not even looking, walking out in traffic, you know. I don't remember people walking out in traffic before all this. Unless they were, you know, doing it on purpose. <laughs> oh, I've seen people. And then nobody knows anything anymore. Yeah. Nobody knows how to read anything. Nobody knows any math. Nobody knows how to spell anything. It's like yeah, the phone does everything for everybody. It's almost like Wally. You know, I never, I never given a uh, it that much thought into, into a detail. You know, and I get, I get into some of the conspiracy theories and things like that too. But I've never given it as much thought as you have. But you know, you're absolutely right. And uh, not only that too, but. Uh, I was at a shopping mall oh, maybe oh five years ago, maybe maybe more, and I watched somebody who's walking, reading text messages, or checking his Facebook, whatever he's doing, not not watching at all where he's going, and and takes a face dive right into one of those uh, wishing wells. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, I noticed it happening to me. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm not immune to it. I sit there and try to type something and the autocorrect doesn't do it. I'm like, I forgot how to spell. I don't remember how to spell. I don't remember how to do math. I, you know, I just get dumber and dumber. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I don't have to ever use my brain. I can just autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the, uh, the, the music industry, I mean, you know, obviously, it is easy, It is a lot easier to get a, a demo out there if you want to release one. But uh, I mean, there there's other catches to that too. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even back before the internet, I, you know, I didn't know how it ever worked. <laughs> oh, uh, moving on to it's all all about who you know. So I, that that's the one thing that hadn't changed. Oh, it's yeah. all about who you know. Oh yeah. And that's just that's not just the music industry. You know industry. the right people you'll be set. Yeah, that's for everything. Yes, indeed. The uh, the, the name of your band, Scum of the Earth. Uh, wh- where exactly did that come from, and who thought of that? I mean, this came from back when I was a kid. You know, growing up in that little small town in Arkansas, people used to call me that. <laughs> I've heard that name you know, for me. Dirty kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this guy stuck and I, you know, turned around, used it as something more positive, kind of. Yes. <laughs> uh, another thing uh, I got to ask you about, too, is uh, uh, there was a guitar I was looking at uh, on one of, uh, on a video on YouTube. Kind of looked like Ed Gein put that guitar together for you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the idea. You know, it's kind of the Ed Gein slash Leatherface guitar, more leaning toward Ed Gein. So, you know, some Amish guy made it, and uh, I just said, you know, just make it look like it's stitched together of a bunch of different people. And, man, he nailed it, like, where I think he might actually make stuff out of people. (laughs) (laughs) He did such a good job on the guitar, it's, like, scary. Yeah. (laughs) Might have to change my name and address, move somewhere. (laughs) But, yeah, he sticks together, and, you know, he put some stuff underneath it to make it look like a face on it. And on the back, he put a, a pig nipple on the little... Uh, kill switch cover on the back and I mean it's pretty freaky then when he got done with it I had a, I was just curious if you could tattoo it and you could so there's a couple of tattoos on it okay that's that's interesting <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. pig nipple I didn't catch that part it's on the back it's kind of worn off over the years but you can still tell mm-hmm. It was really pronounced when it was brand new. Yeah, I can imagine. And as a guitarist too, is a, is there a brand or style of guitar that you prefer? Whether it be a Gibson or a, a Fender, or what anything? Do you have a particular preference in guitars, or do you have a preference for the right moment or the right song? Uh, you know, I. Hmm. Yeah, really, there's no really, you know, the guitar that I really liked when I was younger was the Iceman. And I had a really cool old one of those. And, you know, somebody told me one day when I was on tour that somebody from Kiss plays the Iceman. And I was like, eh, I don't care. So I kept playing it. Then it turned out that guy from White Zombie played in Iceman. I was like, well, shit. I can't... I don't want to look like I'm, you know, copying that guy. So, I just stuck with the Vertigos. But, 
you know, over the years, the guitars I like the best are it's just how they're made. So I, I really like the solid maple nectar body guitars. And really, it could probably be any guitar as long as it's just those two things. You know, then I have these, plus I have these custom-made pickups from Bill Lawrence that he made before he passed away. And luckily, I got a lot of them. They work really good with those solid maple nectar body guitars. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, so it really doesn't matter whether it be a Fender or a Gibson or what, you know, as long as, long as it's uh, as that, that solid guitar and, and something you can play, then it, as long as it works for you, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, when we're on the OzFest with that year that Slayer was on there, uh, Kerry King was playing one of my Vertigos, and he's like, man, this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? But I'm like, what's wrong with it? And he's like, I don't know. It feels like a toy. And he's like, uh, check out my guitar. And so I grabbed his guitar and it's like fucking heavy. I'm like, oh, nice. And it was like really a lot easier to play. And he's like, yeah, it's the solid maple nectar body. So I call Fernandez. I'm like, I need some goddamn solid ma maple nectar body guitars. <laughs> and then, you know, they made them and then they end up making them into a signature series guitar. So thanks, Kerry King. Oh yeah. Start. <laughs> hey, making fun of me. And then, uh, ended up working on <laughs> that. That's always been the way Kerry King has always been that way. You know, he'll, I mean, he's not going to beat around the bush. He's, I mean, and I've never talked to him personally. I just, I just know this about him obviously because I've been a Slayer fan since I was eight years old. Eight, nice. eight fucking years old and I've been listening to Slayer you know in fact in fact you know living in a strict religious household and I'm not obviously allowed to listen to stuff like that and so I'd you know go out to a field and I had a plastic bag where um, I buried uh, my cassette tapes uh, in a hole in the ground and then go out and listen to them whenever, whenever I could uh, go sneak off like that you know doing shit like that <laughs> yeah, yeah it's tough to believe they've been around that long too I, th I think they're talking they're all talking about retirement nah Kerry King he's got, he's got a new band or I think it was Tom Araya I think he, he was talking about retirement but yeah that's why Kerry King had obviously start a new band but yes you're right yeah yeah Tom he said he was done but well, he's I mean, who knows. Well, he's, I just heard, I just saw it in the media. Yeah. Well, last I heard, he's lost about thirty percent of his hearing. So, who knows? Uh, getting old sucks, though. <laughs> I'm getting there anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, it's weird getting older. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it doesn't like creep up on you. It just, it just appears out of nowhere now all of a sudden this is fucked up and that's fucked up and yeah no warning yep just happens just happens and it happens faster than a lot of people think too believe me <laughs> yeah so uh 
your uh, upcoming agenda, what uh, what do you got as far as gigs, tours, things like that? What do you got coming up? Well, we're trying to go out this October, toward the end of October, and hopefully that'll happen. You know, we'll try to do just a small run, maybe a couple weeks, just test the waters, you know, and... But it is close to midterm, so there might be another, you know, some new crazy, horrible thing happens around that time. What monkeypox? Fuck. <laughs> that, that'd probably be, probably be something worse than that. Maybe, the, maybe the murder hornets again. Uh, last maybe I heard, try that one again. That one didn't seem to work very well. And now, last I heard, it's going to be uh, flying giant flying piranhas with AIDS. That yeah, that do it. That might that might work. Uh, what it, whatever they're gonna lie to us about next, <laughs> it's fucking retarded. If you ask me, and I'm not afraid to use that word. So, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I said, there's no point in being politically politically. I said, uh, like I said, there's no point to be politically correct if you're not in politics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm not. Yeah. I don't, you know, nobody gets a thank you card, a thank you for obeying card from Nancy Pelosi at the end of the year. It's like, what what, what do we get out of it? We don't go, shit. <laughs> they just try to ruin people's lives for saying retarded. You know, that's retarded. Exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll note. When it comes to Nancy Pelosi, I'm normally, I keep my political opinions, uh, you know, with the uh, my political guests, but I don't know what she's done with San Francisco. I'd, I'd like to go take a big old shit on her lawn since, uh, she, you know, she's allowed that well, uh, everywhere else in the city. I know, right? Like, I was, that's why I say, I was like, I didn't run for mayor of Branson, Missouri, and then be like, hey, when I'm mayor, you can all piss and shit on the sidewalks and do drugs and throw your dirty needles on the ground. I'm, I'm sure everybody would vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that idea. Just pissing and shitting all over the sidewalk with dirty needles. Let's get this guy in office. And make sure there's an app for every smartphone so people can avoid it. Good lord. Yeah, the poop app. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God! <laughs> anyway, uh, that's about all the questions I have for you. Just or just one more, actually, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get an interesting right. answer from you on this one. Um, to, let's say a group of kids, ages uh, 15 to early 20s, approach you and tell you they want to start a band, they want to get into the music business. What advice do you think you could give them? I'd say the the worst vice is advice. <laughs> oh, interesting. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Make it happen. There you go. <laughs> well, that's definitely all the questions I have for you, Riggs. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining the show. And uh, before we uh, hit a music set, uh, I'm going to play uh, three more of your songs uh, from Scum of the Earth. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, give yourself a plug? Tell the listeners uh, where they can find you. You got social media out there. You got a website, iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just scum of the earth and everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Scumoftheearth.com for the website. It's a merch store. I don't know. You talk to people who don't like me, and they're going to point my direction if you say scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I better narrow it down. Scum of the earth band, that'd probably be the best way to find you, right? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, Riggs, uh, once again, I really it's appreciate not, it's, What's it's that? I'm saying it's not the scum of the earth church in Denver, Colorado. That one always pops up too. Interesting, <laughs> Riggs. It's a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I want to thank you so much for joining the show, and uh, best of luck to you in your future endeavors. Thanks, sir. All right, take care. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, there you have the interview with Riggs. It was good talking to him. <laughs> His responses, of course, were uh, quite short, which threw me off a little bit, but nonetheless. Got a good interview out of it. So it's time to go to the first music set of the show. Got three more songs by Scum of the Earth. And I decided, uh, since uh, he was a big part of it, to throw a couple of uh, Rob Zombie's best songs in there. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. And if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
this is Penny Baby. Chubornik, yeah, come here. What? What's that? I don't know. Look like dog shit to me. Yeah, look like dog shit to me too. Mm, pick up. Huh? Pick up. Oh. Feel like dog shit? Yeah, feel like dog shit. Mm. Smell. Huh? Smell. <sniffs> Ugh. Smell like dog shit? <laughs> yeah, it smell like dog shit. Mm. Taste. Huh? Taste! Tastes like dog shit. Yeah, tastes like dog shit. Mm. Good thing we don't step in it. Yeah, good thing. Mm. Let's go eat. Yeah, eat.
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit is fuck shit. Shit fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Scum of the Earth with Zombie Apocalypse. Before that, Rob Zombie with Super Beast. Before that, Scum of the Earth with I Am Monster. Before that, Rob Zombie with Dragula. And starting off the whole set, Scum of the Earth with the Munsters theme. Yes, indeed, once again, a big shout out to Riggs. Thank you so much for joining the show. In just a little bit, it'll be time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with my good buddy, Mike Miller. Before I get to that, we have to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. 
And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Corey Johnson from Florida. Allegedly, he drove a stolen truck into Space Force so he could issue a warning to aliens. (laughs) All right. Well, sounds like something special there. All right, so without any further ado, let's get to Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with Mike Miller. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, I am joined once again by my good buddy right here out of the great state of Idaho, Mike Miller. How you been, brother? Awesome. Awesome. How have you been? Been doing all right. Uh, oh, if we're, I, we're dealing with uh, record-breaking temperatures, record-breaking inflation. Oh, man. And, <laughs> and idiots who don't even know that... Uh, what a recession is, and quite frankly, we yeah, we've hit that rock bottom part already. We are in it as much as they want to deny it, but, um, um, you know, basically uh, what I wanted to bring you on to talk about, uh, these so-called assault weapons bans, you know, we had the tragedies, of course, Buffalo, New York, Uvalde, Texas, you know, it's a, it's a shame those things happen, and those things will happen from time to time. We can't stop evil 100%. But it's been proven in uh, Indiana when that guy started a mass shooting, but a good Samaritan with a gun put an end to that shit real quick. And, uh, you know, it wasn't after Uvalde, it wasn't after Buffalo that, the, uh, you know, Congress and the House were starting to talk about an assault weapons ban and and really trying to push through. It's happening now after one of them got stopped. Uh, There's H.R. 1808, which bans the uh, sale of a long, long, long list of uh, types of firearms. I mean, and uh, most of them uh, common. So, um, I mean... uh, there's there's things going on in Boise too, right? Yeah, it's I mean it's it's deeper, it's more prevalent than really what a lot of people realize. I mean, from you know banning certain kinds of ammunition uh, to come into the U.S. that we can't import uh, from certain countries that we no longer manufacture lead in this country at all, um, all the way to you know in Boise them trying to pass rules and stuff like that to um, as a city to uh, ban and do certain things with firearms, which is illegal in the state of Idaho to do, but they're still doing these things, whether it's a federal level, state level, local level, um, these things are happening and they've been happening um, since as long as I can remember. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I heard some rumor, maybe you can uh, verify it, even though we're, we're already a constitutional carry state, but uh, you know, when it comes to concealed weapons uh, license, uh, you know, it's uh, they're talking about uh, making it a May issue thing, which, uh, you know, which is basically where New York and California have been at for a long time. You heard anything about that? Um, I mean, I imagine that, the left-leaning individuals definitely would like to make us a may issue instead of a shall issue. Um, I think that's going to be thankfully a massive uphill battle if they want to, because as much as I dislike 
a lot of the leadership we have currently. Um, I mean, it would be political suicide in Idaho for them to pass that because anybody that would pass that or, you know, that would bring that forward. I don't think they'd be around the next election cycle, but I think it's things that we need, things like that, that we need to be vigilant about, but taking our rights even further, because for a while we, we were not a constitutional carry state. Um, you know, there's things that we need to shore up in the Idaho code, the Idaho law, uh, to help secure those rights and defend, uh, to help us if we, God forbid, ever have to use our firearms in a self-defense situation, um, things that needs to be in the code that would help protect uh, individuals like you and I that are just trying to uh, protect our own lives or the lives of people we uh, care and love about. You know, and, and that's just the thing, too. You, it, it seems to be perfectly okay uh, for those, you know, with on, on the left agenda. They, you, I mean, uh, you have uh, people like uh, Maxine Waters, who, t- who say, well, if you see somebody from that establishment, you, uh, you need to harass them, let them know they're not welcome, whether they're just having a bite to eat at a restaurant, they're, bu- they're shopping for groceries. You know, they're, I mean, it's like war has been declared on mm-hmm. conservatives. And, and yet this is supposed to be the party of tolerance and all, all that bullshit, whatever. You know, and they um, basically... You know, they, they want to control us in every way they can. They've got their pawns in full use, that being Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And uh, it, it, it's, just, it's maddening, really. Well, it's yeah, it, I 100% agree with you that, I mean, they have their claws everywhere. And I've said on your show multiple times, I truly believe that we're in a, in a culture war, that we're actively in a culture war right now, and that... The, the right, the conservatives, they need to be active. They need to be vocal, just like the left is on pushing for our own stuff. The left has the Green New Deal. And as much as I disagree with it, they do an amazing job of pushing that and taking little steps each and every day to try to get the, to get us closer and closer each and every day. And Biden's doing those things with our energy policy, you know, and with a ton of things. And so they're continually moving that ball forward. But as conservatives, what are we doing? Are we moving that ball forward? Or, you know, as a lot of people say, are the Republicans the party of do nothing, that once they get power, they just do nothing? Well, we need to change that. We need to flip that script and become active on what are the things that we want? We want, you know, national uh, uh, constitutional carry. We want to you know, abolish, uh, a lot of us want to abolish the ATF, the NFA, make silencers where they're legal, um, things, things of that nature, where we need to be continually pushing for the different things that we want and taking ground every one step at a time. You know, just one story out there that, uh, and, and it seems to resurge with me every now and then, is that uh, over 10 years ago, which I think it was 2011, uh, there was a big party in uh, somewhere in Texas. It was a you know big uh, wedding party. And uh, of course, you know, there's caterers everywhere. There's, there's family and whatnot. And it was, it was on somebody's ranch. And uh, uh, this little girl just seems to disappear and dad's looking for her and 
finds her in the barn with some stranger who's getting ready to take her panties down. And uh, he's, you know, the animal comes out and he, and he beat the man to death. He, he killed him with his bare hands. Wasn't his intention. It was just him being a protective dad, as we all would in that situation. Of course, uh, some of the powers to be are still asking him to this day, even though the state of Texas has dropped the charges. You have people like Beto O'Rourke who are trying to uh, get him, uh, you know, prosecuted for first degree premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those issues now where basically, uh, you, you know, that uh, evil has become okay and, and good just isn't going to cut it. Yep. Yep. And yep. I think that's just another example of us being in a culture war and why we, you know, I was thinking about this today of, you know, how much time I'm, I spend every day trying to grow my small business, be with my family, do, you know, the stuff that we love to do. But I need to do those things and be active in our community, uh, especially local community. But it's hard because, you know, individuals like you, me and, you know, other conservative minded people and, um, you know, we're busy living our lives, doing our stuff where a lot of the left, I mean, they don't have jobs. They're funded by a Soros type organization where that is their job to be activists and they're getting paid to do that. And they have nothing else to do with their life. Well, we we do. But we have we have to be active in this culture war you see and that that's just the thing too this whole culture war and 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 people like my own daughter is focused on things that are not important well if the abortion bill isn't on isn't on the ballot then why do i need to go vote you know if this is it's like you know get them get them all focused on that on all that crap whether it's be whether or not we legalize marijuana, which, you know, I'm for the legalization of marijuana, but I don't consider it priority, which is, yeah. a lot of people are, are like, uh, that must be top priority. If it's not on the ballot, I'm not going to go vote. Okay. So um, what's also on the ballot is, uh, you know, basically your everyday right to live is is right there if if uh, you don't go out and vote uh if you don't go out and vote and the other and the enemy wins it uh you're just gonna exist that's all you're yeah you're not gonna die yet anyway by any means but uh you know our very freedom is is all at stake now our 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 uh, and it's and it's being started out with uh our second amendment. They are, they are trying to destroy every being of the second amendment. Cause what's next after assault weapons? Well, my deer hunting rifle has a scope on it. That's a sniper rifle. Well, we got to ban sniper rifles. They're going to work it down to, Oh, you can't have a musket. There, there. Well, and a lot of it though is sim- they want to go after, you know, all firearms, semi-automatic. But one thing that a lot of States are doing is, you know, and to think about it in a smart way, the smartest way isn't to go after the firearms, leave the firearms alone and do what Oregon's doing, which again, I don't agree with, but it's something they've pushed for every single legislative session for like the last five, six years is a $1 tax on ammunition. 
per round. Well, that's going to take your hunting rifle uh, or your hunting ammo, you know, your 243, 30 you know, it's going to increase it by, you know, another 20, $25 a box. And, you know, yeah, that's going to be, that's already expensive and that's going to make it more expensive, but people will pay that. But what, what will that do to a brick of 22 when you have a, you know, a brick of 500 or a brick of 300 and you have three to $500 in tax on that? Well, people aren't going to be doing that. And they're like, well, I'll reload. Well, if you can't buy lead in this country anymore because we no longer manufacture it, eventually we'll run out. And, you know, hey, you can have your whatever gun you want, um, you know, any semi-auto or whatever, um, but you won't be able to find ammo. And, you know, for me, like, I'm like, it's not the Second Amendment isn't about hunting. It's about being able to to own a firearm and however I choose to use it, whether it's against a tyrannical government or to protect myself from a tyrannical government to go hunting, do sports shooting, to collect, to do whatever that it's my right. It's the second amendment right that I, that, that I have that's uh, enshrined in our constitution. That's the original purpose of the second amendment is, you know, to stand up to a tyrannical government, but obviously, you know, they're, there are such things as uh, as hunting and some sport shooting and whatnot, you know, and mm-hmm. and of course, you know when it when it comes to that, I, my cousin brought up an interesting point too. Is they're trying to they're trying to ban uh, cougar hunting, they're trying to ban bear hunting, they're trying to ban uh, any predator hunting. So what kind of disaster does that leave? Well, then they're going to eat up all the deer, elk, and antelope. And okay, so. There's nothing to hunt. Now we can we can ban hunting. Yeah, well, and it's you know, hunting it manages our population because if we don't hunt, then the populations are going to go out of control. You know, I'm you know, I think you probably saw on Facebook my youngest just passed Hunter Zed. We got him his first shotgun. Uh, he's nine. Um, got has his first shotgun, a little four ten, but because he wants to go out turkey hunting. And we explain to our kids like, unless you're a vegan, you you're you're sustained by the killing of an animal. Now we try to do that ethically. I'm not looking out, you know, I don't, doesn't bring me great joy. Like we love getting, you know, a nice buck or, you know, bull or something like that. And that's enjoyable, but it's not, we're not doing it out there to kill. It's for sustenance for our family and, you know, understanding that, Hey, you know, meat, it doesn't come from the store. It sure you can buy it there, but like an animal had to give its life for you and I to live unless we're a vegan and to, you know, just like the Indians and those that came before mm-hmm. us to respect, um, you know, the land, to, to respect the animal um, enough to use all of it, not waste it, not throw it away and understand, you know, the gift that that animal has given us. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, obviously I have no problem with people that want to mount a big head on their wall you know, but uh, if that's all you're going to do, that I kind of have a problem with that. I mean, I can't tell somebody else what to do with their life, and and, and if they're uh, trophy hunting, you know. But uh, it's it's just one of the things I personally disagree with. You no, know, I get another thing too is, uh, you know, I don't understand it. I didn't do it. I killed my first deer. I didn't wipe blood on my face. I mean, um, you know, and that kind. I don't know. To me, that kind of, I don't know. I don't enjoy the kill. 
I enjoy the meal after the kill, mind you, but it's, yeah, I mean, kill, killing is one of those things that obviously you cannot undo. And so I really don't enjoy that part. I just do it because it's a survival necessity. Yeah. I mean, to me, there's really just no point or purpose of wiping blood on your, of the animal on your face after the kill. I just don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of, kind of beyond the point there, but uh, yeah. It's, when it comes, when it comes down to though, I think the, the main thing is uh, when I talk to Clay Douglas, uh, you know, uh, about 10, 11 years ago, is how he explained everything to me is uh, how the how the uh, new world order and the one world government works is the, the people they go after first first they're going after the farmers um why because uh they want people who can rely on the government they can't have somebody who's self-sufficient and take care of themselves no no you must have a you must uh, rely on the government to take care of you yeah uh, Farmers self-sufficient, you know, can grow crops, uh, raise, raise livestock, raise chickens, whatever, things like that, and not, and not have to worry about things. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they can't have that. Then, of course, there's people like you and me who are faithful to the old regime. And, of course, uh, you know, if you're faithful to the old, old regime today, what are, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a you're a phobe, you're, what the hell? There's a long list to go with that. Yeah. So, you know, basically strip and burn the Constitution is what it feels like to me. Am I wrong? No, I mean, but I think for me in running for office, I saw this even more of how much of that is happening on a local level, how much of that is happening in your school boards every day, every time they meet in your city councils and your county commissioners, even here in the great state of Idaho, as awesome as it is like, yeah, the, the I hate the stuff that uh, Joe Biden's doing and, uh, you know, Kamala and a lot of them, but I'm telling you on a local level, it is insane. The little things that they do here and there, the constant little tiny grind, where they're calling themselves Republican. And it's like, wait, why are we doing this? Or why are we doing that? And they're like, you know, don't ask questions. This is what we're doing. And like local is where it's at 100%. Local is where it starts. That's the seed being planted. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and lately I am told that now I have to support this and I have to support that. I'm sorry, it, it uh, goes against uh, my moral upbringing. No. Yeah, and I've, I've always kind of had a problem with authority anyways. Um, and it's kind of like that uh, moment in 300 where he's being forced to kneel and he's like, I kind of got knee problems. I, I don't know if I can. Like, you know, I've, I knelt down to uh, propose to my wife and, you know, to pray to God. And other than that, I, I'll, I'll die on my feet. And I, and I certainly ain't kneeling for no national anthem. Unless uh, they, they want to change it up, then, then I'm, I'm, I might, I might uh, take a knee and say, say a prayer for the soldiers who are faithful to the old regime. 
Yeah. Well, and that's another part too, as you look at our military and you know, the, uh, the generals and stuff and all the woke stuff that's happening there where you have a lot of the Patriots um, leaving, you know, the people that can retire. And I think that there are hundred percent still many Patriots in our military, but I think the, com- the upcoming generations, you know, are we going to have as many Patriots joining the military or is it going to be the woke class? And if it's all the woke class, then what, what does that do for our nat- uh, or for our national defense 10, 20, 30 years from now, if, if they totally buy in and continue to buy in to the woke agenda and, you know, all of this stuff. And, you know, they're like, Oh, we can only have, you know, solar powered battleships because we're, part of the green new deal and this thing and that, that, you know, we can't do tanks because they run off a diesel and get like, I don't know, eight miles to the gallon or whatever. Like we can't have that, you know, it's all got to be eco-friendly. Well, you know, are we just opening ourselves up to um, being conquered? You know, take, take my daughter as a, as a uh, very, very good example. As we were growing, as she was growing up at 13, I remember I had to get on her because we were we were in Oregon and um, she she was like you know uh, yeah if if Obama would stop doing this I'm like hey we're in a democratic area let's not you know let's let's keep our opinions to ourselves and and be polite about it <laughs> as much as you know I wanted to I wanted to get up there with her you know I wasn't about mm-hmm. to wasn't about to start something and now here she is almost twenty years old you know and. Uh, there's my foster son. He comes home with a purse. And I'm, I, I tell him, you know, you are a boy. God made you a boy. And, and just remember, you're a boy. And, and then all of a sudden, she's getting on my case. You can't do that. What if he, what if he decides he wants to be a girl when he gets older? It's like, okay, so now we're going to turn to these stupid pronouns? <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I, and I'm questioning her. It's like, uh, where is that integrity you once had? You're listening to, to the wrong people. Yep. Yep. Yes. And, uh, you know, him being special needs, he's going to be a target. For, for this woke uh, society, this woke class, whatever they are. He's well, and a lot of, a lot of kids are teens are because they're very impressionable. And, you know, my wife and I were talking about this a few weeks back where, you know, she was considered a tomboy where she loved, uh, she did motocross, you know, loves hunting, uh, loves, you know, bugs and also, you know, being outdoors fishing and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, nowadays, you know, if you have, a certain kind of people in your life, they're going to be like, Oh no, you're just a lesbian. That's what you are. You're not, you know, you're not a girl or, you know, you're a, uh, you know, you're transgender or this or that, you know, you're supposed to be a, you're supposed to be a boy because you know, you like boy things or whatever. It's like, no girls can love motorcycle riding. They can love hunting. They can love trucks. They can, you know, do anything that boys could do. And I'm like, I continually ask myself, where is the feminist movement to stop this, to be like, no, you know, women are awesome. Women are powerful. Women, you know, are amazing how they are. We don't have to become a dude um, to be better. Oh, where's the feminist movement when you have Antifa thugs 
beating on women because they're Trump supporters. Yeah. Where's the, and, and the ones doing the beating, they're men. Where are the feminists on that? Oh, totally silent. Totally silent. Speaking of which, yep. too, I, I, this is great, and I addressed this in one of my uh, earlier videos, but I guess over in Salem, Oregon, there's this, uh, there's this bar called the Honky Tonk, and the Antifa pegged it as a place where uh, white supremacists get together and congregate whatever they do. And what they were met with were bikers on Harleys, both Mexican and white. <laughs> now they're declaring, Antifa's declaring war on biker clubs. <laughs> That's, that, they should go with that. That should work out well for them. Unless, <laughs> yeah, most, mo most biker clubs are patriotic and... Uh, we both know they're outlaws. I mean, they're the they're they're the modern uh, Billy the Kid and Jesse James, and uh, yeah, they won't deal with their with their trash if they're going up to you know their clubhouse or whatever, saying, "Hey, you have to do this or you have to do that." I would imagine ninety percent of them aren't going to put up with that nonsense for any time whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in a fight with a biker, but I've seen them fight. You know. No, I've, yeah. And, and, they, and, yeah, they're tough. They're tough. They're, they're not people you want to mess with. No. So at the time of recording this, obviously, if you're listening to this uh, live, it's, it's being released, of course, uh, on the uh, 30th of July. But the time we're recording, it's actually the 29th of July. And uh, so... I'm uh, looking here. They were voting on uh, HR 1808 uh, before it goes to the Senate. I think uh, I don't know what the final score is on that, um, but uh, it, I think and pretty soon, uh, yeah, H HR 1808 and the other of Nancy Pelosi's uh, assault weapons bans will soon be headed to the Senate. Now, do not think. It's going to get shot down in the Senate because uh, one of the one of the uh, tricks of the left anymore are money bribes. That's that's how a lot of rhinos have been created. Uh, we had loyal loyal Republicans who were consumed by greed and take and taking the bribes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where do you think it's going to go. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I I don't know. I I mean, I'm a very staunch, shall not be infringed type of person. I'm. I believe that banning uh, that when Trump ban banned bump stocks, that that was illegal. That that was unconstitutional. Um, you know, I and so there's things that I own now that are legal today. That if the ATF or these new rules that they're looking to push out became law that if I don't, if I just kept it and I was found to ha have it, I would be in federal prison. And so the question is, is how do we, what do we do for our rights? What is, what, what is the pushback? What is the proper response that, it, you know, what they call assault rifle, which I disagree with the term, but, you know, an Armalite rifle, a carbine, a two, two, three, five, five, six semi-automatic rifle, 
Um, if they say tomorrow, hey, that's illegal, what do we do? You know, if they're like, well, you can get a tax stamp on it, that's $200, and then you can keep it. Well, do we comply with that? Do we not comply with that? Do I look at, you know, potentially a long time in federal prison to stand up for that? And I think these are conversations that aren't comfortable and can't really be had on some types of platforms, but it's questions that individuals as myself, like myself, are asking of, you know, how far are we willing to take this? How far, you know, that if it's, hey, we want to get rid of semi-automatic pistols, that Glocks should be illegal, you know, and so they pass a rule and they're like, oh, well, if you get a tax stamp, maybe you can keep it, um, you know, because like my carbine, they would call it a short barreled rifle. Well, yeah, you can buy the tax stamp and then you can keep it or you or you need to get rid of it. Well, do I just get the tax stamp or do I put up a big middle finger and say, you know, over my cold dead hands? You know, and it's, you know, what do we do as a country to protect our rights when our elected leaders are actively breaking our rights? Well, the tax stamp to me sounds like compliance, and I and I sure the hell ain't about any compliance at all. Yeah, I'm not definitely one of those to really comply either. I mean, you know, I was, what, what was it, February that I was fired over the jab stuff, and, you know, we're still going that, you know, going that route, but it's, it's a, you know, it's not an easy decision to make because you're putting, you know, a lot of, you know, freedom isn't free and you're putting a lot on the line um, for that stuff. And it's just, yeah, I'm with you that I see, you know, it's just a compliance, but we're not, you know, shall not be in French that I don't believe they have the right that even though they're taking that right. I don't believe that they should be able to. And so, you know, what's the proper response? What is the Christian response? What is the patriotic American response? How does all that mesh together? Um, You know, what am I, you know, thinking about my family and my kids and their, their one day potential kids. And, you know, I think that it's up to us to preserve those freedoms, but what does that, what does that look like? Um, you know, and it's hard. And I think that's why shows like yours are important of people, you know, like-minded folks, we may disagree on different stuff, but coming together and being like, Hey, you know, people aren't alone and you know, that it's, you're not going through these things alone and supporting, uh, you know, individuals that are standing up for our rights, whether it's elected officials that are standing up now, sheriffs, individuals, stuff like that. Uh, getting a patriotic constitutional sheriffs, that's uh, one right there. That'd be a seed that uh, that we can plant, uh, you know, because that basically, you know, it start like you said, it starts at the local level. And uh, right right there, you know, at least we if we have those that are patriotic and I mean, rather you know, they're, they're with, they're with us as, as conservatives or some of them, you know, uh, ver- the very rare blue dog Democrats, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I think that's, that's where we need to start right there. Yep. Yeah. We need the, you know, the state, the local, the state people, um, 
and keep hounding them, writing them, calling them, seeing them in person, saying, hey, what are we doing to preserve our rights? You know, and we talked about this kind of at the very start of, you know, Idaho code, Idaho law and things like that, that we are a constitutional carry state. But what are things that we can do now? So that way in the future, if they do pass something like this, that it can be illegal for our law enforcement to help the ATF or the FBI in any way, shape or form when they're coming after you just because of a firearm you own that was legal yesterday, um, you know, and things of that nature that it's that our law enforcement cannot do. And, you know, you look at Seattle and Portland, they do the same thing with their law enforcement over, uh, hey, we're not prosecuting any drug crimes. You know, like that's a federal law, but they're choosing not to do anything with those with those at all. They're actually, I think, in a lot of ways, encouraging uh, drug use, drug abuse, and things like that, you know, that are, and it's not just marijuana type stuff. It's, you know, hard, at least illicit drugs, um, you know, that I'm like, that, that's not the kind of neighborhood I guess I want to live in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and also speaking of the uh, ATF too, is um, if you remember, uh, it was a few months ago that uh, it was David Chipman that was uh, Biden's nominee. And of course, David Chipman was just proven to be too much of a loose cannon and honestly kind of an idiot. So uh, they, you know, he he didn't get voted in. But this uh, Stephen, uh, what what is it? Uh, Dedebach, Stephen Dedebach. Yeah, he is. Um, he, you know, he's all about nabbing people's firearms he's he's all about uh, the the gun control measures he he is some somebody that uh, we quite frankly don't need in any branch of law enforcement whether it be the ATF the FBI your local sheriff or your local police he 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 doesn't have a place in law enforcement because he's he's out there to abuse and take away your rights and a lot of it you know like with the red flag laws they're and they did the same thing, in my opinion, um, you know, over the last few years of, hey, we're just trying to keep you safe. I don't know what your problem is and why you won't listen to us, you know, but I'm just trying to keep you safe. I'm trying to, you know, these people over here, I believe, have mental health issues, so we need to take their guns away. Or, you know, these people over here, they might do something in the future, so we need to, you know, imprison them. Or, you know, this isn't minority report. We should, you know, unfortunately, this, you know, people do evil things. We're in a you know, a, a world that has sin. And so horrible things are going to happen. I hate to see horrible things happen, but we, you know, with law enforcement in a lot of ways, it can't be proactive because you, you know, a lot of the times like, well, why couldn't we stop them? Well, you know, we can intervene and try to get some of these people help and things of that nature, but you can't be like, Oh, this is what I know you're going to do and then arrest them or do whatever. Like we, we have our rights freedom is dangerous. And as much as I don't want to see, you know, horrible things happen. Unfortunately, sometimes they do. But I think, you know, you look at the uh, Uvalde shooting, how much of that could have been stopped oh before, before that kid got there, when he was there, like it was a massive failure on law enforcement, um, you know, time and time again for that entire ordeal. You know, the, the red flag laws, that's a good thing you're bringing that up, Mike, because you know, basically, uh, with a red flag law, and I've, of course, uh, I know I got Jenny in New Hampshire who disagrees with me on this, but this is the, this is the way it works. I mean, uh, 
that was special uh, hotline number you could call and say, oh, I think my neighbor may be up to something dangerous. Uh, you might, you might want to investigate that. And here comes law enforcement comes by, take away his guns and, uh, and, and investigate the situation there. Well, let, let me tell you, so going to a friend of mine in Oklahoma who had somebody who had a vendetta against him and wanted to hurt him in any way possible. So what, do, what did she do? She called Child Protective Services and said that he was abusing and molesting his kids. So by law, Child Protective Services had to respond and be there and check on the situation. Of course, they found out that it was not true, and and he was taking very good care of his kids, and the the case got dropped. But what's to say somebody's not going to use these red flag laws because they they have a vendetta like that? They're going to lie to these people, and when they when these uh, these gun owners are not any type of threat to society, they're the person just called the authorities just because they don't like them. You know, and it's, you know, you and I, neither one of us would trust Kamala Harris to decide whether we're mentally competent. And I say the same thing to the left. Would you trust DeSantis on saying you're allowed to have this right or not? No, we should just have the right because whoever's in charge, you know, they shouldn't be the ones making those decisions. And, you know, there's, I understand safety and sometimes things need to happen, but, you know, how can we do those things without trampling all over our constitution, without trampling on people's rights? You know, that if you, there's things that law enforcement can do that if they believe someone is a threat to where they're not trampling all over their rights, there's, you know, there's many options available to them to, you know, fight these things. And, you know, the answer isn't keeping lawful gun owners from owning a gun. You know, criminals will always have, have guns. They'll always find a way. Uh, you know, you look at Europe, they're looking at banning knives now, you know, different size kitchen knives and things of that nature, because now without firearms readily available, well, people are still going to kill and hurt and maim people. They're using vehicle um, or knives. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, are, are we going to do these mental health checks when somebody buys a car? You know, and who defines the mental health check? Who's who's the authority on? No, you know, I don't trust. You know, Billy thinks this way about this this thing over here. You know that he thinks that the that the sky is uh, partly cloudy, and you know, I I think it's just you know overcast. Well, because he thinks of it this way, that's wrong. He can't. You know, we can't be having anybody thinking like that. So, you know, who who makes them the arbiters of truth? I know that. The White House tried to make the uh, 1984 Truth Society, but thankfully that kind of failed. You know, it's the the way they the way they want to uh, to form the society in their own image. Um, nobody's allowed to be an individual anymore, and of course, be, being a gun owner, that's oh, you you can't do that, not in their image. So you know they're. It's got to go by by one person's vision. Uh, I'm sorry, not everybody's going to have that same vision. Yeah, and um, I'm I live my life the way I want to live my life. Let's my life my way. Period. 
I think that's how it should be. You know, the, on the campaign, that was a big thing of, you know, you live your life, I live my life. And as long as you're not, you know, actively encroaching upon my rights, you know, my constitutional rights, then, then it's what, you know, it's whatever it's everybody's feelings are getting so hurt about, you know, Oh, they, you know, do this or they do that or, you know, so-and-so it's like, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter that much. You know, why don't you worry about your own life a little bit and let me worry about my life. And, you know, we'll just, um, you know, we'll just live the best life we can. Well, they're, their whole thing, Mike, is have an open mind. Think how I think. Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to have your own thoughts as long as they're the ones I give you. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not happening that way with me. <laughs> so, yep. anyway, uh, we are out of time, but uh, I do believe that uh, you still have your website, even though you're no longer... Uh, at the time running for office, but, uh, you know, we're still using your logos. We can see at the bottom, but, uh, no, we're still being active in that stuff. We're, uh, there's some plans. We're not looking to announce anything yet, but, um, we're active. We're super active. We're still growing. And what's funny is, uh, I know we're out of time, but real quick, like I'm still getting people, uh, liking my social media page all the time. And so we're continuing to grow. It's not over yet. We're still pushing forward. We still believe in freedom and, you know, just doing what we were before. We're just continuing it on. And, uh, you know, it's, it's Mike and I that uh, started the Bearded Patriots. So uh, please uh, go to Facebook and uh, hit the like button. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, only only I got gray. You don't. Uh, we got some white ones in there. It's starting to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be white eventually. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm hitting a lot sooner than you are. But well, I think I'm about ten years older too. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike, I really appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing this again sometime in the future. Awesome! Thank you for having me on. You bet. And there you have Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with Mike Miller. It's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have New Breed and Jesse Howard. Going to be followed by Eva Under Fire with State of Mind. We have Topher with DeCure, Taylor Honeycutt, and Man of War. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. They want to take away our guns and take away our rights. And if we stand up for what we believe in, they're going to take away our life. Well, this ain't freedom. No, this ain't freedom anymore. To my government. Where the hell's my freedom For me and all my people You know that this ain't right And all you doctors Where's the cure for cancer We're looking for the answers Why are you letting us die And all you policemen Shooting all these people Why can't we get back to Straight up serving Take away our guns and take away our rights. 
And if we stand up for what we believe in, they're gonna take away our life. Well, this ain't freedom. No, this ain't freedom anymore. And all these backwoods are turning into buildings. I'm praying for these children that have to live this life. But now that sun don't shine God bless America I'm praying for a change For the land of the free And the home of the brave They want to take away our guns And take away our rights And if we stand up for what we believe in They're going to take away our life Well, this ain't freedom Now this ain't freedom anymore And so I'm riding, riding for my people People keep on dreaming, dream for you and me Yes, I'm fighting, fighting for my freedom Freedom don't come easy like it used to be This country's dying, falling into pieces Man, I can't believe it, come on, can't you see? They want to take away our guns, take away our rights And if we stand up for what we believe in They're gonna take away our life well, This ain't freedom, no, this ain't freedom I don't know about you. This ain't the America I grew up in. This damn sure ain't how I was raised. And I'm about sick and tired of it. Come on. First they made my dogs. Then they took away my guns. Lord have mercy on us all. In this land we come from. This used to be America. We used to be free. But between you and me Well, son, let me tell you something well, This ain't freedom No, this ain't freedom for me anymore Hey there, swinging bachelors Tired of the steady drip, drip, drip of gonorrhea? Well, then Peter Reuter could be just what you've been looking for Peter Rooter, that's the name you just flush your troubles down the drain. Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter.
fire a thousand miles away tonight my long way home I ride a comet my trail is long to stay silence is a heavy
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. My name is Rachel, and I live in Londonderry, New Hampshire. 
As a single mom, I'm very proud of the life I've been able to provide for my son. That's all changing now thanks to inflation. Our rent, our gasoline, our groceries, all through the roof. Senator Maggie Hassan's policies have made things worse. She supported reckless government spending and opposed domestic energy production. Inflation skyrocketed because of it. Thanks to the policies of D.C. liberals supported by Senator Hassan, we're paying the highest gas prices in history and seeing the worst inflation in 40 years. Senator Hassan cast the deciding vote for the spending bill that led to this runaway inflation. Call Senator Hassan at 202-224-3324. Tell her to help stop inflation. Oppose the Senate Liberals' reckless spending plan. Tell Senator Hassan, families like mine are paying the price. Paid for by One Nation. www.onenationamerica.org Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men Men Again. Songs you just heard, you just heard Man of War with Heart of Steel. Before that, Taylor Honeycutt with Not Tonight. Before that, Topher with DeCure with Olympus Has Fallen. Before that, Ava Under Fire along with State of Mind with their cover of Destiny's Child Survivor, and starting off the whole set, New Breed and Jesse Howard with Freedom. All right, moving right along, it's time for the Steve Solution with the icon Stephen James. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance, that's what they're there for. They cannot tell you who to vote for, how to vote, whatever. That is against so many laws, it's not even funny. And if there's ever a whiff of that, I think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified. And certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Steve Solution. What's going on, Billy Boy? Nothing much. Nothing much. Just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm losing more of my mind with these record-breaking temperatures. Or I don't know what's taking away more of my mind. Wrecking, record-breaking temperatures or record-breaking inflation. Um. Don't you mean global warming, sir, or climate change? Climate change is horseshit. And inflation, don't you mean um, blame the Republicans for not taxing everybody enough and big business for not paying employees a quote-unquote livable wage and they should be taxed 10 times more so that the government can hand people money? Are you talking about communism? Yes. Don't we all really want to be communists? I don't. I prefer my freedom. Join the club. Be a communist, Billy. Let the government control everything about your life. You won't have to worry about anything. Uh, I don't like change. Yeah, well, me neither. 
I'm kind of a you know stubborn middle-aged white guy. So anyway, I've got a great different idea for tonight's show. Normally we have a preset topic that we you know discuss and you know rant and bitch about, make some jokes and have some fun. I thought I'd throw you a little bit of a curveball tonight. Okay. So it's gonna be a very short and simple title. And that Ready is for this? yeah. Very short and simple. It's going to be called Give Steve a Word and Let Him Bitch About It and Then We'll Discuss It. That's give a short and simple title, right? Well, So I'll give you, give you one word you're going to bitch about it. Right. Okay. The first word is Biden. Are you really trying to make this entirely too easy for me? Because I can fill up all the time we have on this guy. <laughs> but let's keep it short and sweet. I'll try to keep it to under two minutes and then we can have a discussion. He's a simple, little-minded, moronic man who is way too old, way too past his prime, literally going senile. Which, by the way, in the latter part of his life, everyone you know was trying to topple on Reagan well after he was out of office saying, well, look, look, he's fucking senile. Look at all the shit he did. Well, first off, even if, and I don't think he was in any way senile, Ronald Reagan was one of the greatest presidents we ever had and did a lot of good for this country. Unfortunately, Biden's senile old ass is, well, look at gas prices, look at inflation, look at everything the fact that the economy's in the shit, the fact that, you know, everybody wants to blame the gas prices on Russia. No, blame the gas prices on Biden because he shut down the fucking pipelines that were producing massive amounts of oil and keeping our gas prices at a reasonable amount. So you want to talk about Biden? Congratulations, he didn't die of COVID. Unfortunately, I wish the motherfucker did. Let's go, Brandon. Well, then again, uh, could, you could be s stuck with the next word, Kamala. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, this is probably going to be a much shorter answer. I don't really like to reiterate anything other hosts say, but I actually happen to want to kind of paraphrase Adam Carolla, who I think is kind of a brilliant guy. I really like him. Very funny. And he's not super conservative in he's not, he's kind of middle of the road. He's a realist like we are, but he was very regular to point out the fact that she is a fucking moron. The Biden team was so intent on putting a quote unquote woman of color to be elevated to the second highest office in the land, and I have no problem with that, but there... It Did it have needs, to be her? <laughs> it needed to be somebody with a fucking IQ. She stood a week or so ago in a speech in Louisiana in front of a big-ass banner, which I don't necessarily blame her that the banner was misspelled, but yeah, think she could have pointed out, hey, uh, the fucking name of your state is misspelled on the banner. 
But no, she fucking stood there and gave a damn speech. And quite frankly, like all of her speeches, made no goddamn sense. <laughs> she's an idiot. And I don't give a shit about her race. I don't give a shit that she's a woman. Put a woman in the White House, in the presidency, as long as she's fucking intelligent. I wouldn't fucking put this bitch in charge of a goddamn Burger King. Well, she did go she did go horizontal to make her career go vertical. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, I think actually, you know, to quote the most hated comedian male comedian of the eighties and nineties, Andrew Dice Clay, she sucked and fucked her way to the top. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit so oh what can we think of what can we think of next um well like i told you yeah you know, just you know give me a subject or a word sorry and i'll go off on it even if it's something you think i would like i promise you i can find a reason to go off on it because okay. I can find a reason to go off on fucking anything. I'm an asshole like that. Uh, it's 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 one word, of course, like you said. Okay, I'm ready to light the fuse. Oh, and Tifa. You mean the group of people that are so passionate about making sure that. Everything is peaceful and inclusive and that everybody feels welcome that if you don't agree with them, they will have a fucking riot. <laughs> yeah, so peaceful until you disagree with them and, and then they start something on fire. They're literally the argument, you know, people had for years about the Republican Party. The argument with the Re Republican Party from the left used to be, oh, you're all about the people unless we disagree with you, and then we're going to bash the shit out of you, which was never really true. But these are the people that are the hardcore representatives of you must include everyone unless we disagree with you and then we are going to make sure that we riot that you can't have your job you can't live your life in peace you can't drive your car to work because they're blocking your driveway protesting and oh also by the way they'll burn your fucking town down uh, to the point where portland and parts of Washington literally just had to fucking say, here, just take this part of town and fuck it up all you want. And also, let's not forget how the, everybody that disagrees with them is a Nazi, in, including a World War II veteran who, one of the few survivors of Normandy to this day, and what they got in his face and called him a Nazi scum, and pushed him over onto the asphalt. Oh, so because he's a uh, 
he's a Normandy survivor. That doesn't mean he's a young man. Uh, is there a Normandy survivor that is a young man? I'm just curious on that point. We know that if those that are alive today are not young men. I mean, I guess, you know, somebody that, you know, lives in Normandy now that is living is technically a Normandy survivor. I mean, you know, there was a baby born in Normandy uh, by statistics about three minutes ago. Um, uh, they, not, they are a Normandy survivor, right? I'm not. No, I'm, ta I'm talking about the beach back in the 1940s. Gotcha. And the, the fact that they did that to that old man who fucking helped whoop some Nazi ass, but yet he's the Nazi. The, the fact about Antifa is very simple. They are literally everything that they claim to be against. And quite frankly, I'm very comfortable calling them a terrorist group. Oh, I, I'm way ahead of you. In most every other country in this world, they would be considered a terrorist group. But you know who one of their biggest idols is? George Soros? Oh, no, that's just one of their biggest supporters. One of their, oh. That's one, uh, one of their biggest idols happens to be Mr. Joseph Stalin. He, he's a great man, if you ask them. Sure. You know, and I imagine all the millions of Russians, which, by the way, in case... For those of you that don't know, or his own countrymen that he murdered, would probably agree, right? I mean, they were just like, "Hey, you know, we, I know, uh, I understand. It's for the greater good. You got to kill my whole family. That's cool." Okay, the I'm going to give you. What is wrong with these idiots? I'm going to give you the next word. Oh God! We'll go. We'll go to when you were a kid. You ready? No, but so far you're actually serving up softball, so I'm liking this. Gorbachev. That's... You know what? I, I had to say you were serving up softballs because <laughs> you... And I'll start my rant here in a second, but you actually had to throw out somebody that I kind of respect and did a lot of good for the world... And, and, you know, was one half of ending the Cold War with Reagan. So, but I said I can bitch about anything. Yeah. So watch me on this shit. <clears throat> the Calgore reach off. First off, do I really have to go there and talk about that goddamn birthmark? I That's, mean, you mean the shit stain on his head as, uh, as uh, Sam Kennison put it that shit stain on his head right not only you know did this guy have this mess do they not have fucking makeup in russia in the 80s because it would be pretty simple just to you know dab a little concealer or whatever the hell women use to you know cover up blemishes you could have looked pretty fucking normal that being said Dear God, how dumb did this asshole look on his original trip to America when he went into the supermarket 
and was just bum-fazzled by the fucking variety and amount of food we have, how fucking idiotic was he at running his country that you couldn't go into a grocery store and have a decent supply of frozen broccoli and a good supply of spam. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. But that, he, ha- he had he- that country so fucked up that he was literally speechless by a basic American grocery store. Yeah, I get it. He helped in the Cold War, and that's great. But how fucking out of touch with world reality was this guy? Hey, he drank a lot of vodka. So do I, but I still know what a gallon of milk costs. (laughs) I'm going to drink some vodka right now. I thought we drank whiskey here. Well, I I haven't got my uh, shipment from, uh, you know, our sponsor, so... Now, right th- now I'm drinking vodka. But thank, thanks to you, thanks to you, Stephen. When I go to a bar, which is not very often, but when I do, I prefer Jack Daniels. Thanks to you. When all to those times fair, we hung up, hung up out in Vegas. To be fair, you want to really increase your taste for bourbon. You need to go one step above, and you need to start going Maker's Mark. Okay. Just uh, like you'll like it better. It's a nice. Get it, uh, get it on the rocks with just literally a drop of water. You'll love it. All right. So, what's your right. next one, Bubba? I've I've got to do do one for the South Africans since you know we do have some of those some of them that listen. Oh, this might be kind of hard because I can bitch about anything, but I might not be necessarily knowledgeable. So, Mandela. Oh, okay. That's easy. First off, before I start the rant, again, one of the greatest human beings ever, period. You can't uh, argue with that. I'll, I'll, I can. I know. I, okay. I, I, learned, I learned a lot of truth about him, so. But well, I mean, quite frankly, even Winston Churchill had his faults, but as a whole... This man did a lot of good. That being said, first off, the fuck is this asshole doing, you know, starting a revolution and then running into hiding for years and years before finally, you know, saying, oh, okay, I guess to make a, you know, public play, aka get my name in the paper, go to prison for years, then get out run for president, and win, then turn around and, quite frankly, how is it that, actually, let me skip ahead here to the point where he died. How does he have the fucking nerve, after he's dead, to have a goddamn translator that doesn't actually know sign language? What a bunch of bullshit that is. And quite frankly, if there was anybody Morgan Freeman did not ever play brilliantly, it was Nelson Mandela. All right. And quite frankly, 
as far as the man himself, who the hell could be that good of a person yet be so motherfucking self righteous? <laughs> All right. Maybe you know this one, maybe you don't. I'm going to throw another African at you. Mugabe. I've never even heard the name. I'm willing to bet, though, I can still do it. Well, just to just to tell you. No, I don't know. I don't want any history. Just okay. bear with me on this. Let me see if I can do this. First off, who the fuck names their kid Mugabe? That's not a goddamn name. That's a noise you make to your baby. <laughs> you know, gitchy, gitchy, goo, Mugabe. <laughs> and yeah, I know a bunch of you dumb motherfuckers out there are going to be calling me racist without realizing all of this is a fucking joke. However, I do believe during his uh, hiatus after the Chappelle show, when uh, Dave Chappelle went to Africa, I believe he actually stayed in Mugabe's house for a few minutes. And uh, I believe Dave Chappelle said uh, Mugabe gave him a hell of a Mugabe. <laughs> Boom, told you I could do it. I have oh. no idea who he is, but I could uh, you know, at least well, try to make it funny. <laughs> let's, let me just tell you in a nutshell, of course, that... Uh, he uh, he went to college. He learned. He he got interested in Marxism, and uh, became president of Zimbabwe. Turned the, co the country communist and crashed the economy. Oh, cool. By the way, why do we have to call it Zimbabwe? Why can't we call it Zim Robert Way? <laughs> uh, it was actually originally called Rhodesia, but. Well, because a white man gave it that name, they decided to let the local Bantus, that's the you know, that's African uh, indigenous people there. Uh, they decided, uh, to, wait, wait a second, you said Rhodesia, that's what it was originally called. Isn't that what Chris Rock was uh, joking about when Will Smith slapped him? <laughs> I think so, it was G.I. Jane or something. Well, no, I mean, the condition with her hair, you know, that was uh, Rhodesia, right? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> All, I right. Probably am. All right. Um, who to target, what to target. Uh, give me a moment to think here. Okay. I'll make, I'll give you an easy one. Arkansas. Wow. That's, you know, kind of an interesting one because, um, I mean, technically, you know, when I introduce myself, I, you know, say Memphis just because everybody knows where Memphis, Tennessee is. I live just outside of Memphis across the river. Uh, so I technically do live in Arkansas. And uh, let me say that I... I've been here for about 12 years now um, since I moved out of Vegas and the Arkansas, most of the Arkansas people are wonderful people, welcoming, friendly. I don't give a shit what most people say about the South and them being ignorant and backwoods and inbred and all that. It's just not true. I'm sure from, you know, Mississippi. <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> what the fuck is wrong 
with you stupid motherfuckers in Arkansas. Who the fuck taught you how to drive? I swear to God, I live just outside of Jonesboro, Arkansas, and in Jonesboro, Arkansas, per capita, are the worst fucking drivers in the goddamn world. I grew up in L.A. and Las Vegas, two cities where traffic is a motherfucker. If you had two cities that size that were populated by nothing but Arkansas drivers, there would be 125,000% the number of deaths because the people out here do not know how to fucking drive because they were not taught defensive driving because they all grew up on their goddamn family farms, not having to dog shit or worry about anything because they were getting blowjobs from their goddamn cousins. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So the next thing uh, that uh, you can possibly bitch about, and I'm taking a moment here to think about it, Stephen. Well, that would literally be anything because uh, as the two great loves of my life have constantly reminded me, I can bitch about anything. <laughs> and probably you could, take, you could take something inherently good and great. And probably everything, too. Literally. I mean, you know, I, you know what a proponent I've been of Trump. I could literally go off on a rant about him. I know you. I like the guy. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out, you know, as something I could do. But, you know, don't be afraid to throw me something that you know I'm in favor of okay. and like. <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw something you're in favor of. Okay. Ruger. I assume you mean the firearm. I do. Perfect. Look, fantastic weapon. I get it. It's great. First off, A, despite the quality of the product, there's other guns that are just as high quality and lower prices. And I know this, and I also own a damn Ruger. And first off, let's face it, what the fuck is with the German name? Do we need to constantly be compared as gun owners to Nazis? Can we not change the name of the company to something a little more American friendly? Do you have to be, just because I own a goddamn Ruger 9mm, do I have to be compared to a Nazi? What the fuck is going on there? Can't we literally you know, change it to something like, uh, fuck, I don't know, Uncle Sam's fucking pistol company? Regardless of what... Stop making it about the damn Germans. And secondly, why the hell do every model they have not have an ambidextrous safety? That's literally my biggest complaint is because I'm left-handed. And yes, I've learned how to engage the safety, which let's face it, as a true American and gun owner, I don't engage the safety very often because I know how to use my goddamn gun. Matter of fact, forget the ambidextrous safety. Let's just get rid of the fucking safety because if you don't know how to use a goddamn gun, then you shouldn't fucking have one to begin with. Okay, so let's go to my preference then. Well, it recently became my preference. Glock. Well, first off, 
I'm going to go back to the fucking 90s and when we used to joke about Glocks and we called them locks because they had that serious fucking jamming problems. Every Glock 9 was every ghetto person's favorite gun just because of the way they looked. And yeah, they looked fucking great, especially when you were holding them sideways, sticking them in somebody's face, trying to jack their goddamn car. And it was all about, yo, G, check out my Glock. Granted, they've improved with the jamming mechanism, but again, I'm going back to price. And there are equally and sometimes even better weapons at a cheaper price. You're paying for the goddamn name. So why don't you think less about making per sale and think about lowering your price and increasing quantity and quality of your product that way, every good God-fearing gun owner in this country can own a Glock and stick it in the face of somebody that's robbing their fucking house. Well, one thing I do have to say, though, Stephen, whereas a Ruger is a fine weapon, my rifle is a Ruger, but uh, I do have a Glock 9mm 48. And uh, what does that give me? Ten shots in the clip, and there's no safety on it. And I'm... All good with the no safety, but I will tell you this. I will put my Ruger CS3 against your Glock any day of the week because I don't need 10 shots because <laughs> I only need two. One to put you down and the other to ensure that you fucking stay down. <laughs> All right. So we got, got a couple more here and I'm trying to think. Ah. Going to the internet. Oh, good. I love the internet. Zuckerberg. Oh, Jesus Christ. First off, I'm not going to you know, go the route and say, you know, he's an idiot because he's not. He was smart enough to get into Harvard. And regardless of how you feel about the man's politics or anything like that, he was smart enough to get into Harvard. He was also smart enough to steal the concept of Facebook from uh, what the hell were the twin brothers' names, the uh, assholes that were played by the wannabe cannibal, now timeshare salesman Army Hammer in that uh, movie with Justin Timberlake. Regardless of that, you can't fault the guy for making himself a fucking billionaire, but at the same time, how can you claim to be that socially aware and that concerned with the world's problems when you are a multi-billionaire? You don't need that much money, but you're sitting on that much money. So you claim to be so for the people and care about the people who are downtrodden and all that. Why are you not living in a three-bedroom house in Pasadena, California, and give all those fucking millions except for what you need to live on to the various causes that you claim to support so much. And secondly, would you please fucking get a decent haircut, you goddamn 1970s or early 80s reject? All right. So I got one more for you. And this is gotcha. this one's for my own amusement. Oh, you're amusing. This ought to be fun. Please Fresno. tell me you're gonna... I thought you were going to say Renfro. Fresno. Oh, 
Why do you go for such low-hanging fruit? <laughs> In the future, we're going to keep doing these. This has been so much fun. I want to keep doing this like at least once a month on the shows. <laughs> so I'm going to give you this one. But, oh my God, how can a blind, fat, retarded <laughs> person, and I say person loosely, and I won't say man because he's definitely not a man, how can a person with so little in their life think they are such a badass to try to take down every single person they disagree with in their little teeny tiny community of the phone world, which really pretty much is not a thing anymore outside of the blinkies because, you know, without special software, they can't do the internet and they can't listen to fine podcasts like the Steve solution. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure Fresno wouldn't even know how to look up the Steve Solution. And why the hell isn't this guy trying to fucking tune a piano somewhere? Quite frankly, why isn't he in fucking jail for terroristic threats? This is a complete useless waste of the perfectly good oxygen that we all breathe. And let's face it, I don't care if he's fucking handicapped or not. With a brain and a mouth like his, how come somebody has not just literally beaten this dumb piece of shit into a coma? <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he is one of those kind of people that you, he's like, you can't get it, get him off your fucking head or scrape off your shoe pieces of dog shit. Well, I think the thing that gets me the most about him is how can you be born with such a gift being his voice and you fucking waste it? There is that because, quite frankly, even in short spurts to use a voice like that, he could do any number of advertising or commercials, things like that. If he could focus himself and get out of his own head long enough to host a show like this. I mean, goddamn, you put my thoughts and words into Fresno's voice. I'm pretty sure I could be the next Rush Limbaugh, but ain't going to happen because I, he's either a product of incest or he's fucking retarded. Or both. <laughs> well, that's going to do it. That's all the time we have. Uh, Stephen, that actually was quite entertaining. And yeah, about once a month doing something like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, keeps a little... I, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, you know, uh, my girls tell me all the time that I can literally find something about any subject to bitch about and I thought I'd prove them right tonight by literally bitching about anything you brought up so <laughs> it, apparently they're right about me and of course yeah th remember the number to call if they have something to say to you I, I got a, I got the area code rem memorized 732 
Yo, Yo bitch. bitch. Yeah. All right. So, yep, that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. Oh, I've got Billy cracking up tonight. I love this. We'll see you guys next week. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is yet to be determined. To end the show, we have a new track from the Casey Thornton Band. This is called Your Song. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to FreshBakedTees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and Friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden Nutritional Support System. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at Etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work as she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. 
Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Baby!